These are bad movies. I'm Amy Bell. And I'm Amanda Ferriante. And I am bringing today's pick. I want to do something that it's a family movie about families, family relations. You know, Thanksgiving just happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure for some of us, it was something that happened to us, not something that maybe we wanted to uh, have happen. Either way, it happened. Yeah. So let's, I just thought this would be a really good time to talk about like this family stuff, like mm-hmm. conflicts and families. And and so you bring this to yeah. the table. So we're going to watch Everything Everywhere all at once. I reject you. I know. We've talked many times about how great this movie is. Mm-hmm. And I have a big problem with it, actually. Which I Having only seen it once, I'm having trouble trying. You've not seen it. You've seen it twice. I've seen it once. You went and saw it and then made me go and see it with you again. No, you're thinking of... Um, it was also Free Guy, but you told me that you had been reacting out loud and that you had already seen it, and I went and saw it with you again. No, we saw it together. I had been wanting to see it. And Lies! hadn't. Okay. Do you want to check my ticket purchases? I've only seen it once. Staring I saw, menacingly I saw nope at Amanda. Without you. You did. I've only seen everything, everywhere, all at once with you. Okay. All right. I propose that for the rest of this recording, we call it the whole thing. Or just all of it? Everything. Well, sure. Okay. Yeah. Maybe like everything everywhere. No. Everything everywhere. One word. Everything everywhere all at once? No. We can call it that. It. (laughs) Part two. It's a very good movie. It is. Like, I remember it being a very good movie. I have watched it twice now. Mm -hmm. And I... um, You picked up the thing in the second watching, which I was not present for. Right. And I'm borderline not wanting to watch it with you a third a third time for me a second time for you because it, it's very um, it takes you on a ride yeah it's it's a real gut punch yes of a movie which is great that's a great quality of a movie actually an extended gut punch even yeah it it can be it can be a pretty rough watch because both of our first watch my only watch which was in theaters on the second theater release uh-huh um we were both crying screaming laughing sometimes those things in combination which is normal for me yeah but i was like (laughs) no don't do that yes both of us just it was an explosive movie and we were explosive with it yeah yeah it was very uh interactive uh which you know on on a second watch it wasn't quite that Mm mm-hmm um, you, well, you knew going into it what it right, was. Right, but it was still pretty strong. So uh, it's been now maybe the, maybe a month since I watched it that second time. Mm-hmm. So I think I would actually be ready to watch it with you again. Um, 
and also just coinciding with the holidays you know it's a family movie it's a movie about family it's a movie about family and it's a it's a more honest movie about family yeah and kind of like okay you might love these people but that doesn't mean they treat you great yeah it doesn't mean you have a good time when you're around them it also you may love them that doesn't mean you treat them well exactly yeah yeah and it's not just them exactly yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, I think I'm ready. I think I can do this. Oh, okay. I think I can handle it. I hope you can. And then I'm going to rip it a new one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's I'm do interested it. in seeing what that looks like. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. All right. We're back. I watched it. Yeah. I did not watch it again. Yeah. So, I ended up watching it by myself. I cried. In thinking about it, sitting down to record, I feel teary-eyed. <laughs> I know, I know. Like I, I, with Thanksgiving coming up, and like, it just has been extra drama this year. Mm. I really couldn't do this movie. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't the same, uh, depth or amount as the initial impact. Yeah. yeah. Same but, with me for the second watch. But yeah. still, um hits uh-huh really good movie yes yeah agreed so i am gonna make you uh do the plot because you've seen it most recently okay but i don't know that we need to be super detailed about it because yeah. it just gets a little yeah I-, I can i can do broad strokes yeah uh basically the movie centers around the experience and perspective of evelyn who is an immigrant from i want to say hong kong uh the the family goes back and forth between speaking english mandarin and cantonese oh um so i want to say hong kong and her experience with her husband and uh their marriage relationship and also her relationship with her daughter who would be a first generation and her relationship with her own dreams and ideals too and, like and her, what her could herself. have been yeah uh expect- and her father expectations yeah. uh from her her dad and um basically trying to handle all of those different relationships and and concepts and ideas while also dealing with multiverse um action and consequences and things and um dealing with taxes (laughs) yeah so she's got a biz she she runs a laundry with her husband and they're being audited by the irs and and they're being audited and one of the things that's causing them trouble in the audit is is she's marked off a lot of things as business expenses she isn't organized enough to do the accounting properly and I, there's somewhat of a language barrier because she'll say, like, karaoke machine isn't a business expense. But then they clearly show her using the karaoke machine as yes. part of a business promotion. Yes. So, like, she wasn't able to communicate mm-hmm. uh, and be organized enough. And but to a, a lot of uh, things pulling at her attention. Right. And 
you know, being in one place and thinking about something mm-hmm. somewhere else and, and everything suffering because it's not getting the priority it needs. And, and a really good job depicting a constant feeling of the balls are all going to drop. The plates You're are, juggling mm-hmm. and you're about to just so many shoes wipe out. falling off of cliffs. Yeah. Um, and it as the movie progresses, this entity of of death and destruction um is actually her daughter from another uh universe Uh who's just wiping everything out and searching for her and and basically the movie through all this action becomes a discussion between evelyn and her daughter about kind of how she really damaged her psyche and what's the point of anything? Right. Why does anything matter? It doesn't. Um, but towards the end of the movie, Evelyn uh, takes a different attitude towards her interactions with people and things and um, tries to embrace kindness instead of efficiency. Or... Um, and when she winds up protecting her daughter who has gone evil in another mm-hmm. realm uh, from the people hunting her who are her family members from other dimensions mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So she winds up turning around the bad guy that you're supposed to be fearful of. Yeah. Um, she she changes her perspective enough to so where she's protecting her. Like, yes. I don't care. She's my daughter. Mm-hmm. It's very... And then when the daughter is... This this entity is trying to self-destruct and implode. She won't let her. Yeah. Brings her back from the brink. And the movie ends uh, with the laundromat. There's cops. There's the IRS agent. And they, like, bond over bad marriages and being considered bitches. And vaping. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, you know, the front of the laundromat's all smashed up because Evelyn took a baseball bat to it in a fit of nothing matters. <laughs> I might as well destroy it myself. Right. But then um, has a moment of connection with her daughter in the real, quote unquote, universe. And um, it seems like things are going to go on a more positive track from there. Yeah. And really, like, all of the people that come off as villains by the end Mm -hmm. you have a deep empathy for each person yes even the even the minor figures Uh uh-huh uh because a lot because it's dealing with like there's a universe here and a universe here and the different lives that could have been like uh an opponent of martial arts in one universe is ends up being someone she connects to in another and like comforts them and and like gets to know them and by the end of it like she's just got a different uh, appreciation and perspective on a lot of people yeah and it's very surrealist Mm -hmm. and interesting and uh you know at times really humorous i mean devastating yeah like the roller coaster of emotions I've never experienced in a movie before. The the scene that tips me over the edge into okay, I'm crying for the rest of this movie is when 
Evelyn and her daughter are both rocks depicted as rocks yeah. and it's just text and no movement yeah. whatsoever and it's these two rocks looking out over a vista yeah and it just it's it hurts <laughs> it yeah. hurts yeah because she's Evelyn has just smashed her her um her laundromat window in the real universe with a baseball bat and is being placed in cuffs by the police and physically transforms into a giant boulder in the middle of the laundromat which is just like if you've been there you've been there <laughs> uh-huh and then it cut like cuts hard cut to these two rocks like yeah talking about meaning and connecting yeah and it just hurts <laughs> i know i mean it is such a beautiful and devastating movie mm -hmm. and a really imp i feel like it's such an important watch i think it, it helps um i mean my goodness i think it captures so much of a family relationship yes. that doesn't go acknowledged enough mm -hmm. um it's it's very surreal, but the part of the story that actually matters is the emotional mm -hmm. and relational through lines. And this is where I have a huge problem with this movie. Go off, because I was looking for an issue. and I Would you show this movie to your mother? Would your mother be comfortable sitting there watching this movie? Would she like it when they were trying to race each other to shove a butt plug up their asses? Would she like the, like, attack with the dildo? Would she like any of that? Would it be a comfortable movie? Like, all the emotional bits aside, is this a movie you could recommend to your mother? I have. Would she like it? I feel like your mother, if she tried to watch it, would probably shut down very early and never receive any of the message that we just talked about. Yeah. I don't think that's a great example, though. Like, my mother in specific. I wouldn't recommend it to my mother. Yeah. Well, I don't know that it's supposed to be... I don't know... Th then what's the point? They did all of this. They did all this wildly emotional work mm -hmm. that cut to the heart of like family relationships and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And it's not really done with the kind of. Uh, oh. Sensibility, mm -hmm. I think, is the best way to put it. The sensibility that allows it to be something that you could watch with your mother, with your grandmother. Um, I, I think if it, if it had that kind of sensibility, I wouldn't like it as much. Oh, I think it would have. I think it could have had that sensibility with like removing a couple of tasteless things. I really do. Well, so here's something. Because it got very graphic for no good reason and graphic enough that it's not something a lot of people would recommend to their parent. Yeah. 
I could see that. Here's something that made a lot of sense in reading about it. Because mm-hmm. I looked up the two directors the, who go by Daniels, because they're both named Daniel. Okay. Um, the other film they've made, this is number two. Okay. Was Swiss Army Man. Okay. Which I have not seen, but the general concept is from the trailers that I've absorbed is there's a guy who's like stuck on an island somewhere and his only company is a bloated farting corpse played by Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So the fart movie. And then uh, they've done a bunch of music videos, one of which was the music video for Turn Down for What? Okay. Which if you've seen, okay, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like, okay, this is a thing they do. Yeah. Um and I've heard cr- criticism of like the butt plug fight. Mhm. And watching it a second time, like the first time I was just like screaming. Oh, it was funny. Yes. It was funny. Yes. If your sensibilities allow for that. I mean, 5 years ago you wouldn't have watched that. No. But also 5 years ago I was really stuck up. A lot of people are, yes. and the very pe- like the very dynamic that that movie is addressing mm-hmm. is the person who would not get through that scene. Yes, but let or, me get- and who would have that scene taint the entire experience for them, and they probably wouldn't even get to that because I think the like the uh, the dildo kung dildo fu. kung fu uh, does happen before that. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's very like there was no need. Like, it could have been anything that didn't make it kind of, like, graphically and uncomfortably sexual that a lot of people aren't good. Like, and possibly the, that's the element where, you know, they these directors, it was kind of surprising at first. Like, oh, they're men because they seem to have really grasped at a female experience mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. But I think that's an example of how they missed, like, a female audience. Like... There are an awful lot of women who have experienced, and some men too, but like who aren't comfortable with sex fighting as a concept. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't kind of address it that like core concept that they missed that was very big that again makes it to where there's like two scenes that make it to where. I know if I said, hey, mom, you should watch this. What I'm going to hear about is that was disgusting. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I do want to say before, you know, continuing on that vein, one more thing about the (laughs) with no context. It sounds ridiculous, but it's very apt for what was depicted. The the butt plug fight scene Uh is watching it a second time part of why it still worked for me as a viewer is because it wasn't just butt plugs. It was very much... I've never seen anywhere else a martial arts fight where one of the opponents is leading with their butt. <laughs> I know, like, but again, it was very graphic. Yes. It was... It was um, yeah, it it really was graphic enough to border borderline on um It's a little body horror. Sexual content that you weren't really there for. Yeah. 
you know yeah um and that just that in particular in our culture is not okay mm-hmm. with a lot of people yeah no i'm okay with it like it was fine mm-hmm. but like especially on a second watching it's like i couldn't recommend this to like my grandmother who you know still has all these holdups about having to be responsible for all of these things and it's ridiculous and like the the way that she like puts herself into like boxes and all Mm -hmm. of this stuff and like like god it was such a great story to Mm -hmm. kind of unpack all of that and it was in a skin that i literally could not recommend to some of the people who i wish would watch it the most yeah because it, it does, like, the the family relationships, the the generational conflicts, and the pressures that get passed down, like, I feel are, are very well depicted. Uh-huh. But, even though it's a movie about those things, I don't think it was intended as a tool to fix well, then relationships. Why? why not? Like why like why why make it? Why go through all of that like emotional trauma on people? Like just for funsies? Like who was it made for then? You know? This is going to be an interesting conversation about the purpose of art. It is. You didn't think I had anything. And here I come with you something that's... You, I can tell that you know it's valid. I just, But you're not necessarily to the point of how much of a degree you think it's a problem. I disagree with you on it being a problem. Yeah. Because I do think there's value even in just depiction. Maybe not as much value as there would be if it could be used as a tool i mean there were two scenes that make it inaccessible well okay and they were unnecessary if we're getting into specifics there's also a bu- some stuff later um with the the hidden sex room and the the pencil pusher who's uh, you know like she like connects with him and like brings him some kind of healing and comfort by shoving a ball gag in his mouth and spanking him yeah i think her um i think the resolution of that character's deepest desires was flippant and disrespectful to that particular segment Mm. but i think the idea of a character having a hidden sex dungeon is like people do that yeah that's not just but that would that just by itself remove the other stuff that we've discussed so far mm-hmm. would still be a turnoff for a lot of people. It would, but it, it would also be like, okay, you know, not everybody's your cup of tea, but people are like this. You know, there's a legitimate statement about human proclivity in there. Mm-hmm. The sex toy fights were just for lols. I disagree 
I think it contributed to the surreal absurdity of the rest of the movie. I don't. I mean, there's plenty of surrealists who don't result to sex toy. Yeah, but like it was it was so like specifically when it first starts coming into play mm-hmm. is initially when uh evil version of the daughter shows up and it's like, "Oh jeez, like here's the villain." Um and she's so flippant and so much like whatever i can do whatever i want i can literally walk through a person and like turns him into confetti and walks through him yeah and she's being so provocative in what she's doing specifically in front of her mother Mm-hmm. like tasteless sure but i think still in line with the themes and medium of the film and makes sense in context of the relationships as depicted. Yeah, I mean, I think it could have been depicted, that same concept could have come off with a different uh, approach. Mm. But, yeah, I agree, that particular... um, presentation had a little bit more story point value than the butt plug fight yes which lasted a quite a long time it did and uh you know had a very like high school boys sense of humor like Let's get a little nutsack in this shot. You know what I'm saying? Just for fun. Well, I mean, you know, all sacks were blurred. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but still, still, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just like, wasn't uh, so much pixelation. It wasn't necessary. No, it wasn't necessary for the story. And it was graphic enough that like. It was very... Vis- Why do you want to set a bar for, for like, was the laugh there good enough for the exclusionary trade you had to make to get it? No. It is one of those... While... A fun fight scene, not the only way to have a fun fight scene. Yeah. It could have been a darling that got cut. Yeah. I mean, because, like, the the movie itself was just so beautiful and profound. And there was a certain amount of, like, getting that balance of, like, a smidge of profane. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes it life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was, wouldn't it be funny if they had to fight over who got to shove a trophy up their ass? Which was definitely. The answer is yes. That was the conversation. <laughs> that was the conversation. It wasn't. It, See, but yeah. like, as far as like conceptually disturbing things around sexuality, 
in the movie. I think the thing that was most for me and based on your loud response to it in the theater (laughs) was the hot dog hand uh, foreplay (laughs) as depicted. I know. But that almost had a... um, It was alien. The silliness of it was a really good way to 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 do that sprinkling of like the sexual nature of humans mm-hmm. without the like it felt explicit it wasn't explicit yes right yes that was like they did the thing i'm talking about in other scenes yeah that's true it felt explicit it was not but it's still in the moment made you very uncomfortable and but the, but but for no no quantifiable reason right it was not explicit but like that discomfort in the moment could act as a barrier to your grandma yeah right yeah i mean i'm not saying that people have to be shielded from every amount of discomfort that like if the person is that sensitive you're gonna have a problem Mm -hmm. sure sure but you know being able to depict a feeling of explicit without depicting anything explicit is yeah kind of a lost art yeah in storytelling and in cinema which is why i think a lot of our um i think that's why a lot of our movies are are rated higher in the i mean higher isn't the word more trending towards R Mm -hmm. have stronger ratings than they used to Um, because I mean you look at some of these older movies that might have been like PG by today's standard they do hit some rather twisted concepts yeah but without any actual explicit material and it winds up being a more interesting watch even yeah well, so here's the other aspect, I guess, to argue about this. This shouldn't be the only movie we can point to and say this does a really good job of depicting these kinds of uh, relationships and tones and tenors and feelings. Yeah. There should be more than one to pick from in a different genre or whatever that you could bring yeah. to a family member and and connect over. Well, I think there is a general trend of moving to that type of conflict um, where the villains aren't villains. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that was Encanto. Yeah. Um what was there there was some other there was another and the one. Fam- familial relationships and generational pressures right yeah so you have Encanto yeah you can watch Encanto with your mom yeah I don't think it makes everything everywhere all at once a bad movie to not uh, f- fit that specific niche well I I, I do I think I think they messed up on that part. 
I've already said I love the movie. Like, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm talking art. Yeah. I'm talking art. Yeah. Uh, but I think that is a specifically male perspective and one that I think shows a lack of respect for how women have to navigate in the way uh, sex is put in front of their faces. And I think that the use of those scenes and particularly in telling what were women's stories mm -hmm. shows a lack of respect for the kind of like it's just a joke maybe you should lighten up amy stuff that that women get at offices and all like mm -hmm. the amount of sexual humor that women are subjected to without wanting to be subjected to it mm -hmm. and in this beautiful story about women's lives Mm -hmm. to do that to them as well i see you and i disagree but i see you well you weren't bothered by it yeah and i mean like women yes are are more likely to be harassed and and overly mm -hmm. sexualized and all those things but that isn't to say that like you women as a monolith don't enjoy the same like don't enjoy sexual humor or or physical humor or what have you like two of us sat down and watched it and took two very different things from that scene like it's it's not a monolithic experience although it is something to be aware of i mean does it have to be does it have to be universally offensive to everyone i mean that's the whole point about why the kind of flippant attitude people take towards pretty explicit sex humor is that okay a lot of people think it's funny but the people who don't mm -hmm. you know that's a really uncomfortable experience for them. Yes. And, uh, you know, talking, talking, even talking about it right now, acting like because I bring this up that I had a problem with it myself. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. And it shouldn't be something like I don't have to be personally offended mm -hmm. to notice that when they use that the overuse of very graphic sexual humor mm -hmm. makes people uncomfortable yes i mean i play a lot of video games i do a lot of interactions where strangers will like name their selves something about you know lick my balls or something right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's like okay well that is those little things in the fun spaces in our rec time is why when you get into an office space you get men more than women mm -hmm. but nobody said it was a monolith thank you <laughs> wow stare at each other now um you personally are the problem amy Jeez. you are I'm, the problem you want to go to arby's we're gonna throw hands <laughs> <laughs> anyway um you know they get in those situations in an office and you know all of this culture is saying that it's perfectly fine to like make sex humor around people that you don't really know that well and then the hr department gets called right yeah because we know that it really bothers some people yes and outside of the you might get fired for this 
we don't actually practice respecting people's potential boundaries in that realm. Okay, but there's a huge difference between the office environment. Is it huge? And a movie. Is it huge? Like, what's the difference between the office and the rest of your everyday life? You can. How does a person differentiate a movie between how they live their lives normally and how they live their lives at work when most of their life is actually probably lived at work? You can opt into seeing a movie. You're not depending on seeing a movie to make a living. Mm -hmm. And movies are rated. Yeah. You can get a bit of a heads up going into the theater. There's a pretty big difference between like they drop a few F-bombs and they have a bare-ass butt plug fight. Yeah. There's a there's a big there is, wide range there. There is, but like an R rating or a G or whatever, mm-hmm. they will specify to an extent like PG-13 for cartoon violence mm-hmm. versus R for... Uh, sexual material yeah again sexual material could be like you know a lot of things that aren't bare-assed butt plug fight yes like yes but now like i can see this conversation veering into a different direction of like content warnings or like safe spaces Uh, yeah i don't i don't even know that it has to be uh a safe space right Mm -hmm. like it's not that all material has to be free from anything that would offend someone agreed but there is a disconnect specifically around among male creators and men i see in uh like like i said online spaces Mm -hmm. who really seem to think that like sex humor of that level Mm -hmm. is just universally funny and don't seem to be taking from it any concept that this is actually getting into fairly hostile treatment towards the experiences of a lot of women and again also men potentially yeah but um like that type of humor the reason that hr gets called for that type of humor and you know maybe not other forms of humor Mm -hmm. is because it's an extra level of damaging to the people who aren't yeah you know Mm -hmm. there for it Mm -hmm. but we see it really normalized and not a lot of care being taken to like is this a good time or a good place Mm -hmm. to execute that level of explicit humor mm-hmm. there is a time and a place for that humor there is i'm not i'm not saying it isn't funny under the right circumstances for the right people yeah but the rest of the humor in that movie really didn't rise to that level of like you should have taken maybe an ounce more caution on that one Mm -hmm. i agree 
that scene is definitely the outlier and could have been switched for something else and reined back and it would have improved the the whole it would have I I don't agree that it the movie is bad for that though do you have something else you said that in a way like you think the movie's bad for something else which no I don't I don't think you're no doing that. no I'm, I think I think I'm saying I don't expect every work of art to have a, a broad audience yeah to, but that movie cut out a significant portion of the audience that would have most identified with it well maybe it's the best uh grossing film that a24 has ever had which is saying what like i mean really like like um it was on like a 25 million dollar budget and made a hundred something million off of it and for a period of time was rated higher on rotten tomatoes than the godfather it's very good like i'm not saying it's not and and had a a broad release yeah and they still should not have done that scene i think it it and that, that one scene was disrespectful. And look, here's the other side of this argument, right? I wish we didn't live in this backwards puritanical American hellhole. You know, mm-hmm. Europeans aren't going to experience that the same way that Americans are. No. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's fine. I Honestly, I feel like people who don't, that culturally don't have a problem with stuff like that, mm-hmm. they're doing it better. It's really weird that Americans uh, get offended by sex more than violence. Mm-hmm. That is weird. It's not a good place to be as a society. But just hoping that's not the case doesn't make that disappear. Like, mm-hmm. we do live in that society, especially for people in like our parents' generations. It is such a good movie. There is no reason that people might not enjoy it except for the fact that they put that there and now I will not recommend it to people older than me. Period. Well, I mean, there there are some countries that the movie didn't have any release in and that's attributed to it it depicting um queer relationships yeah right yeah like that's what's precluding uh some viewers from seeing it It isn't necessarily a a backwards government prevent like censorship i mean that's happening in this country too we just haven't reached to the movie theater yet but like i i know people who wouldn't see a pg movie for depicting a same-sex couple yeah right yeah like that and, and they, i mean you're comparing you're, you're comparing bigotry yes 
to consent to sexualized content in a rather uptight American culture. Yeah. Those are not comparable. Yeah. Like, no, I don't care if someone's uncomfortable seeing gay people. They can, you know, shove that butt plug up their ass as far as I'm concerned. Right? <laughs> this this episode uh, won't be listened to by your grandma now that you've said that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I've, I've done sufficient lead up to... Uh, the content of this one nah, honestly nah. well i agree with your points i see that's what i'm saying i'm looking at you and i'm seeing you sitting there going i wasn't personally offended i wasn't personally offended either no i i'm not even that's not the the hang up uh-huh it's yeah i think there are people in my life who would benefit and and get a lot of good out of seeing this movie and i don't i think a lot of people in your family would need a whole different movie yeah like it, it just wouldn't even like different example 100 percent, right yeah but i don't because you have the family that like dead ass watch mormon cinema on purpose well <laughs> let's not get too personal amy let's not get too personal I'm up sorry in okay i'm sorry no judgment don't bring the mormon cinema into oh. this. that's too close to home okay no but like i it it does limit its audience right yeah but i don't think that makes it bad in the way we've conceptualized bad on this show because uh, i mean it's a lack of social sensibility that has a still competing normalization of of really crude humor with people that you don't necessarily know well enough to go that crude with um it, it it is a reoccurring problem in many aspects of society and is that specific brand of humor is the kind of thing that when women don't find it funny they don't get invited into the boardroom as an equal you know what i'm saying like it it really does that type of humor and the people that are uncomfortable around it uh, is a big culture war point in a very quiet way. And look, I enjoy, I, I, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed all of the movie. I laughed so hard at that section the first time I watched it in particular, right? It was shocking. It was absurd. It was funny. It was like taking it to a new height of like weirdness and, and edginess and all of that stuff. But like, it's not. Not in doing a, a, a new fight scene. Like, you, like, what's the, but what, again, what is the exchange in doing that? Like, the people who would be excluded just from that scene. See, the, the 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 audience being limited or excluded in some way from the movie is not a persuasive argument to me. But the 
this uh, contributing to in some way like the broader cultural mm-hmm. aspect that well I mean I think that's interesting that you're not even like drawing that same line and like excluding them from enjoying this movie and it, like how that humor excludes people from a lot of things see right that the a lot of things part is persuasive to me yeah the movie part but, but you're not drawing the connection even like I see the connection yeah. now yeah like the exclusion of the audience or part or a potential mm-hmm. audience in itself mm-hmm. does not r- rise yeah. to the level, but right. the the greater impact or normalization right. of certain kinds of things that do go into other areas besides entertainment that is persuasive to me. And like I said, it, if you were going to use things like not everything is for all people, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if your reasons for taking that path that is exclusionary are worth the trade-off, then sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they actually balanced that question. I don't think they ever stopped to think. I would agree with you on that. About that at all. And I think that shows um, we still have a lot of work to do culturally yeah. on helping men in particular not exclusively mm-hmm. understand that humor of that sort can be actually traumatic to some of the women around them to the point that it could hold them back in their careers yeah. and their educations. Yep. We are not communicating that. Right. And we're not communicating it culturally. I'm no. s- I, like I see it too many places with too little thought of like, is this worth the trade-off yeah because when you see it in video games it's usually like they don't want women in that space yeah they're 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 trying to drive girl gamers right yeah and like they will get increasingly crude and i i play games with my 11 year old son Mm -hmm. and it's like well i'm not gonna pretend that this isn't what all of his friends are seeing too at least he has a parent sitting here explaining why that's a really crappy thing to do yeah and why you shouldn't actually make jokes like that to people you don't know yeah because you don't know where they're at yeah right but that's not a conversation we have with a lot of boys and men Mm -hmm. so these brilliant brilliant the daniels is that what you said yeah daniels that's their their, daniels their working name yeah they're brilliant they're smart they're funny they're like they deserve every success they got for this Mm mm-hmm they also have been socialized poorly around even thinking that that level of humor actually took things to a different place than the rest of their humor. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Like, I... Like, the, the turn down for what video? <laughs> is very... Is very crass, right? yes it's also huge yeah it did really well like that's a positive in someone's career yeah um and so like that's reinforcement Uh uh-huh from every side yeah practically um like but like that like the trade-off there no 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 like i'm I'm, like it's different yeah i'm agreeing with you um the other thing that's 
interesting to me is like it it is not- notable and does stand out that some a, a movie that treated not just one but multiple women or female characters with depth uh-huh and different perspectives yeah. and relationships yes. to each other wonderful yes um and then and, that huge like and, it's, and, it's it's amazing to me and unexpected yeah from male directors absolutely but also like i think it's a it's good that they did that and it's a credit to them but also they didn't do that in a vacuum like a movie like uh, this is why i don't like auteur theory yeah is because they didn't seem like they were particularly auteur about it no no i mean because what i saw was that like they gave a lot of credit to the actors and and the writers yeah and and a lot of direction for the character of evelyn yeah no came from the actress i love these guys i'm not like yes i no, but, but like with love, please do better on this thing I'm, I'm talking about. What I'm saying yeah. okay. is, Sorry. are you finished? No, oh, okay. <laughs> back off. <laughs> what I'm saying is, they, from the little I know about the production, did a really good job of accepting other people's good ideas. Yes, and allowing them to happen. Yes. Initially, the movie was written with the lead uh in mind for jackie chan and then as they were writing we're like this story would be improved if the main character were the wife and not the husband yeah and changed it and wrote it with uh, michelle yao i want to say yeah in mind for the michelle yo i'm not sure but with her in mind for the lead instead of jackie chan right and uh, then she exerted influence over how that character was depicted and and all kinds of stuff. Um, like, they took input from outside of themselves and used it. But I would be surprised if notable feedback were given on the points you've been making. Right? Yeah. Because it, it does make sense that that's a blind spot well and i bet they were all having a really good time together yeah and when you're actually friends with people that in particular uh women love dark humor from their friends that they're comfortable with and they know respect them yeah like they love it yeah yeah like i mean (laughs) the the crap i've laughed at in private with people that i really like i would never share on this podcast well i mean it's it's an understanding of boundaries it is and and and, and comfort with each other yeah um so i see your point and viewing the movie as part of a greater societal attitude and conversation or lack of it I will concede. Yeah. But as a piece of art. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was. I I agree to that too. Yeah. Michelle Yao. I got it right. Yeah. I, lo- I just wanted to look it up to make sure because I didn't yeah. like the idea that we were acting like it was no big deal how our name was pronounced. It's Yao. Yes. Yeah. Um. So. And we weren't acting like it was no big deal. It just would have sounded that way on the audio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just hard to take a break to like find a youtube video that's <laughs> like this is how you say the word yeah um but like, but we should have prepared that in advance we yes. should have thought through this but we didn't yes apologies yow 
Well, okay, and here's something else. Like, I think the movie, like, it was so wonderful in so many aspects. Um, like focusing on a, a a character that you don't normally see in movies, especially as the lead, played by a 59 year old actress who's who's doing action scenes and and heavy emotional work and just fantastic and not dressed up in every scene to look like she's 30 and well i mean i just wanted to cry seeing her performing and and doing the the action star thing again because i i mean i loved crouching tiger hidden dragon when that movie first came out and 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 it was like ah, she's back you know uh and and i i love that it was her and not jackie chan like that was beautiful Well, and, and the daughter being like like in the movie like there's various comments about her being overweight or fat or whatever but like a normal size and being the big bad and having the charisma and and the impact and these heavy ideas but also like these super avant-garde fashion pieces yeah (laughs) like yeah just rad yeah um but the the man who plays the husband i i had these names um this is the first movie he's been in since 2002 because he retired because there weren't any good roles for him. Oh. And so in 2020, he's playing uh, Waymond and doing such a touching job. Again, I'm I'm tearing up a little bit thinking of Waymond. <laughs> I know like, he, he he was beautiful. Like again, like the emotion, the drama acting. Huey Kwan, that was his name. Yeah, he he had the he had the drama. He had the the stunts. I guess he's been a stunt coordinator and stuff. And I just looked. He was in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Was he the kid? Yes. Oh my God! No. Yes. Indy. He was he was in the Goonies. No! He was an Encino man. Jeez. You know, he looked, his face did look so familiar. Yeah, but he he just retired in 2002 because he had such a hard time digging up any decent roles. Oh, and, and, and his, his role was so his, good. His filmography is really short. Oh. And he was amazing. I know, because he was doing those things where he was um he played multiple characters he played multiple characters of the same face yes and and fantastically really seamlessly cut between like the really confident alpha waymond action hero yeah and the like sweet doddering innocent fanny pack on purpose wearing waymond and then and then the other third waymond who had a totally different life path and and became successful but still has and was really debonair the debonair waymond yes yeah but still has that same core attitude towards people oh i know like his he could do it all he could do it all and it was you know uh Michelle Yao didn't have to do that. She was herself. She was the one character. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, across all of it. She well, minor bits like 
<laughs> she got to do some fun stuff like the raccoonie raccoonie yeah <laughs> the raccoonie guy made me cry yeah <laughs> like, um but like this the sign twirler and like the alternate hollywood life and like she had more but shorter she, but she was still the 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 evelyn from the primary universe was experiencing yes. those other lives so it wasn't as whereas much of a... wayman was a different wayman yes in each one you got and it was it was brilliantly played yes same with um was it jamie lee curtis was that yes yeah. she was also amazing um she, and, and I think her her character across universes really did have a very similar demeanor, just like hard and soft yes. was the two things. But Wayman's character was just the whole gamut of, of, of human possibility. Was given a meaty role and delivered. Yeah. And could switch between those personalities with one camera shot. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Brilliantly played. Amazing. Yeah. And what, like, that that was a supporting character. Like, yeah, he should get an Oscar for that. I mean, like, he just... Killed it. Yeah. Killed it. Brought yeah. the acting. Yeah. Brought the, the, the action sequences. Like, like... And the, the I like the funny action sequences with, like, the fanny pack nunchuck. Oh, which yeah. Which I just loved so much but like and and not even in action sequences hilarious yeah like can't do it all yeah he's only sung a little bit so i don't know if he's the triple threat i know Uh, but he's just he he was excellent amazing and i really hope that someone writes another role for him yeah because Like, like the movie does. A good I know we don't live in a meritocracy, but yeah. some people should at least overcome that hump a little bit. Yes, <laughs> and he's yeah. one of them. And, and so, like, the movie does such a good job in so many places that it does. other movies it does. don't. It but does. I agree that mm-hmm. spot is lacking. Yeah, I agree with you now. Yeah, like um, I, I mean, I, I think part of it is just the the shock of of saying this has something that is is bad to that level like it, it it is the second time i watched it i was like wait a minute i do because we had always said we're not doing this movie yeah that movie's too good mm-hmm. there's nothing to complain about and the second time i watched it i went wait a minute i recognize this mentality that i see in these few scenes and i don't think it was as exclusionary as it is on purpose no I don't, but you and don't. I think it showed a lack of a general lack of social understanding and forethought, uh, but not just them personally. Yeah, like that's in the 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 fabric of our society. Yep, um, you know, agreed that we shouldn't be as puritanical as we mm-hmm. are, but that doesn't like just wishing it wasn't true. Yeah, doesn't make it go away. See, and, like, the, the the some negative reviews I did see of it were focusing on it as an art object, right? Like, like it's it's crude and a little too bloated, the, the film. And it's like, okay, well, I disagree that that's a negative. 
it is a little long uh, that's the other side like okay so it also is depicting a story for um you know a lot of people watching it um realized oh that's add Mm -hmm. when they like i might have that once they saw it depicted in film in a more true way Mm-hmm. which was just kind of instead of feeling like they're juggling too many balls instead you know? of observing from the outside like my kid just won't sit still like this was very much the perspective of the entire film yeah um so for it to be something that that's been so positive and i, I guess the directors too were like wait a minute one of them yeah wound up diagnosed with adhd after yeah. making the movie because in researching what it actually looks like and depicting it for the first time for real Really, one of the first movies who's ever depicted a real view of ADHD. Yeah. Um, and specifically from a woman's experience. Yeah. But <laughs> one of the things that people who have ADHD don't want to do is have movies be over two hours long. <laughs> yeah. Well, and see, from watching it in the theater, I was like, this movie's three hours. It's not. I know. It felt like <laughs> I was ready to leave after the end of the second act. I think I tried to. I was like, well, I really well, enjoyed that, but now it's done. And Amanda was like, no, there's a third section. I'm like, I've seen enough sections. It was very, very good. But the third section <laughs> was also very, very good. Makes yeah. the movie. I, I mean, th- that's the emotional resolution is, is in the end of it. It is. It is. Um, But, but I'm happy with tragedy. Watch- I was like, done, goodbye. Yeah, but you like know? it's better with the way it ends. But so watching it in a theater adds 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. Which does bring it to three hours. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it was too much time for ADHD brains. Yeah. But like uh, at home, two hours and 12 minutes for a movie I genuinely enjoy is and more. Can- yeah. Is more doable. Yeah. And can act like a freak without anybody complaining too like yeah i mean again getting a little personal amy yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't bring up how i act in movie theaters okay well amanda's very vocal i have trouble sitting still yeah yeah. i want to be up walking around and kind of like so it it is normally i don't give movies a pass on their runtime if it's over two hours, I'm but like... they did use it all to tell a story. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. But also, the story was about people who, in general, have a hard mm. time sitting through movies that long. <laughs> but it, so. it, do, it does a lot to hold your attention with the visuals and the music. And, like, it is a, a wealth of input. Oh, it, I, <laughs> I, I think it is a masterpiece. I really do. And I think it's some of the best cinema that I've seen in a very long time. It It is. It has one of my favorite uses of Claire de Lune. Oh. And the, the soundtrack really stands out for how much of it there is. Yeah. But some of the people who contributed to the soundtrack, Mitski, who I love. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre 3000. Oh. And Randy Newman. Oh my gosh, that's a spectacular combination. That's just three of with the Debussy on there. Yes. Yeah. Like, and then there, then <laughs> there's this whole other group where they asked the individual members of the group to each make the soundtrack. So they had not the band as a whole, but coming from this one band, like three different 
versions yeah and then some other people who contributed as well yeah like it is a wealth of input oh that's an beautifully done excellent yeah i mean that covers so much of my music taste (laughs) um there's david byrne i don't know who that is you don't know david byrne no talking amanda this is we literally talked about david byrne the other day he was the one that did this Okay. The cover of Janelle Monet. Okay. That Sharon like. Well, so or, or like, I've liked. heard his name in two conversations now, three. So okay, David Byrne also contributed. Like, it's David Byrne is like a royalty of the old guard musician. Yeah, the, age yourself, why don't you? So anyhow, <laughs> a lot of wonderful contributing factors. To make something uh, gorgeous and and effervescent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with that blind spot. I know. I know. So. And it, it was significant enough that I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. But well, I do still love the movie. I do. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, give me an Ubrick. Um... <laughs> Um, that might have been it. I mean, like, I, I feel like even in talking about this movie, a lot of times, like, just thinking about what I saw, like, I start to cheer up. Even. Yeah. Like, it is so emotional. It's powerful. And funny and good. And, like, and if you, if you can't get over the really crude parts of it, I understand, but it is really worth trying. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just trying to skip through those scenes yeah. if you're watching at home. Yeah. Like, fast forward. But also just really knowing exactly how crude they are in advance can help yeah. mitigate that, you know? Yeah. Like, I... I if, if you know you're sensitive to something or find something distasteful or whatever, or you just prefer not to see mm-hmm. it, uh, knowing that in advance... Yeah. Or just choosing not to watch it. And I'm also, also understand though, even if you are sensitive to it, it, it the, the movie as a whole is worth getting over that for a couple hours. Like working through that, skipping it, whatever you need to do. Yeah. I do think it was disrespectful that they didn't take that into consideration. But I think overall, they really meant well. Yeah. And created a beautiful piece of work. And it is worth being uncomfortable for those few moments um it really as a whole i i mean yeah it's it's gonna be a traumatizing movie for a lot of other things you know that that's a little bit of an extreme word but trauma isn't the right word for it but like it rips you open it gets to your core yeah it rips you open like if you've ever struggled with like finding meaning in life or any kind of depression or or or, or uh, disagreements with family not feeling understood or, or feeling like you're you've lost potential or like. feeling like <laughs> no matter what you do that things are just collapsed like yeah. any of it yeah like, it's worth doing um Amanda what's your ubrick <sighs> that sounded like it if, honestly if, I, like I think that was it if I could vocalize a specific part of Claire de Lune 
I mean, I think that's going to be worse than what you already did, but go for it. I want to hear no, it. No, I don't. I can't vocalize it. But like if I could, that would be the sound I'd make. Oh. Because. Like. Doo, 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 no. Doo, 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 doo. no. <laughs> doo, 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 doo. Which part? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's like, this is the last episode. She's not even speaking to me anymore. It's broken. That was you disrespecting my feelings. <laughs> you made fun of my feelings towards this movie. No. Yes. I made fun of trying to sing Claire de Lune. As a conveyance of my feelings towards this movie. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel very clear to Loon right now. Uh, you're the problem. <laughs> you're what's wrong, Amy. You're bad. Disrespectful. Inconsiderate. Ignoring the weight of circumstances and the subject of discussion. No, I'm crying Totally now. inappropriate. I went ahead. I knew I was going to cry this episode. I didn't think it was going to be from laughing about <laughs> vocalizing Claire Delune badly and it making Amanda I, I told you I wouldn't be able to do it, so I didn't make the effort. And then you... A, mo <laughs> a mockery. Moment. A mockery of my personal experience. <laughs> how dare how dare i sincerely no you don't <laughs> i sincerely no you are not sincere if you could stop laughing to try to say it mm. i deeply mm. regret my <laughs> mm. my actions <laughs> you don't sound like someone who has regrets <laughs> all right we do want to remind everybody <laughs> that we are professionals don't watch this at home